Well, hello and welcome to the HEA Book Club. I'm Summer O'Toole. I'm a romance author. With me is my best friend and co-host, Kelsey. Hello, everyone. And our guest today to talk about Cleo Evans' Creature Cafe series is the one and only Alexandra from Literary Alexandra. Hi, everyone. We're going to be talking about probably one of the most crazy slash fearless series yeah which is cleo evans creature cafe novella series that just came to a wrap-up with i think 10 books yeah the 10th one just came out on tuesday and i just read the 10th one i didn't know that was the last one (laughs) yeah it's a series (laughs) i mean i know it was i feel i feel like i just read like it's still going right so actually, no, it's it's wrapped up. You read the last one, which is the Barista story. So every single novella has its own plot, but there is like an underlining plot throughout the series about who the barista is, what's causing the drama in this monster community that ties back to the barista's ex-mate. And then we figure out who his mate is or mates. And that's like the culmination of the series is up to the barista story. So it's okay. You started strong, but I, I mean, like I read a few of them, but you know what I actually just realized is that I downloaded 10 or I was going to download 10, but I actually just finished with nine. So okay, then no, you're good. You're good. I thought that there was like a significant cliffhanger and I was upset, but I'm, I'm back on track. Thank you for that. Okay, good. Yeah. <sighs> That was the book nine in Creature Cafe was the only one that had a significant cliffhanger. The other ones really didn't, but yeah, book nine did. And that goes straight into book 10. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Good. I feel like it's, it's, it's very on brand for you, Kelsey, to like (laughs) read the last book, think that it's the like beginning of it, but then also it's not actually the last book. It was the, it was the one before that. (laughs) I've done that so on brand. So on brand. I literally yesterday as I was in the Denver airport, like downloading books, being like, I need something I gotta read before our podcast episode. So I was just downloading whatever looked good. And obviously the newest ones come to the top of my Kindle Unlimited. So those were the ones that I downloaded. Casual. Okay. That's what happens (laughs) with me. (laughs) Let's do our weekly hots. Yes. Yeah. Should I go first? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay, cool. So my weekly hot is I, I just got back from a wonderful vacation in Italy. I went to Milan and Lake Como and then ended up going to Venice because one of my best friends was getting married in Venice. So obviously I love mafia romances and I love at like age gap. So I was like hoping that I could find like a super hot, you know, mafioso type of mob boss in Italy to whisk me away from my boyfriend. I love my boyfriend, but you know, in actuality, I think it would be cool to have like a mafia guy, Um, but that didn't happen. It didn't pan out the way I hoped, but it's okay. I enjoyed my trip and my boyfriend, he helped me and he played along and did a little role play with me about the mafia guys. And so, yeah, he fit the bill. So it, it worked out well. That is the best. <laughs> I love this for you. That Thank is, you. Thank you. Really is the I just posted a TikTok about it. Like when you read mafia romances and the books influence your boyfriend's looks. And yeah, he's got a suit, no tie, long hair, sunglasses. 
he looks oh. angry at me because I'm filming him. So yeah, <laughs> he was good. I think I saw that. It was, it was good. It was yeah. good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> is he, is he Greek as well? So I am 100% Greek and something like I think of it as like a huge personality trait of mine. He is like a quarter Greek and the rest is Serbian. I respect that as I come from Yugoslavia. So I, oh, cool. what part? Croatia, oh, right cool. outside yeah. Dubrovnik. Yeah. Nice. So the wedding that we were at a couple of the girls, like Tamara was the bride to be, and she's from, she's from, I think Bosnia. And then my girl, one of my friends, her family is like half in Croatia, half in Serbia. So it's very a melting pot. So it's really fun. Yes. That area certainly is. My family is also like split on the border. So we're, we're a little bit of everywhere. Yeah, exactly. I'm just very Irish, very (laughs) just. I could tell by your last name. You're good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Kelsey always gets this beautiful tan and I'm hiding in the shadows. When I got back from Italy, my mom, like I went to hang out with her and she's like, you did get a tan, but it's not a Greek tan. You can tell that you weren't in Greece. I was like, okay. <laughs> it was like the weirdest thing. I didn't know I tanned differently in different countries, but thanks mom. So yeah, <laughs> Seems like such a mom thing to say. Such a mom thing to say. And then she goes, did you lose weight on vacation? I'm like, no mom, I was in Italy. Like I was eating pasta half the time. Like, what do you think? Very mom thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> My mom will be like, I love your long hair, but is it thinning at the end yeah it's great <laughs> it's great oh they it's just like they have the art of like complimenting but insulting you at the same time mm-hmm. down yeah. to a science they're, they're like, really good gonna, at it they like they're, really they're like i need to insult my child like i need to make sure that they're they're on their a game but at the same time i can't insult them straight up so let's compliment them first but then there's really no compliment after that like yeah. i don't know Summer and I, we went to the same middle school and like they tossed about the compliment, no, the insult sandwich in like health class. Summer, do you remember this? No. Okay. This is a key part of my life. You guys, the <laughs> insult sandwich, you compliment someone, you insult them. And then you compliment them again. It's like how you give like constructive criticism. And as yeah. a teacher, I've just like taken it to my bones. Wait, um, and the teacher taught you how to do this? Yeah, it was in health class for some obscure reason. Yeah. That sounds like exactly what my mom would do. She would like great example of an insult sandwich was yesterday. I showed my mom this like gorgeous dress I bought for this event that I have this weekend. It's literally, I spent $700 on it. It, It's a gorgeous, gorgeous dress. I tried it on. She's like, oh, it's so pretty. The beading is so nice. And you're so lucky that the midsection is loose on you though. But yeah, I love it. I was like, that's, thanks mom. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, I wish right? you guys could see my face right now because she's good. She's good on that insult sandwich. I mean, I know this is like a book podcast, but if we want to talk about toxic mothers, like I'm all about it. And I love my mom. It's just like, she's so Greek and like, she doesn't know anything that I do on TikTok. Like I, I blocked her on TikTok. Like I think she has an account. I blocked her. She does not know anything. I just updated my like Instagram bio with literally a quote that my mom told me like, a couple weeks ago, like, oh, you're reading again, the sex books. Like, <laughs> I, like I never stopped. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I could be doing meth. Like I <laughs> romance books or meth. I'm just, I'm going to say romance books is the healthier choice. That is the healthier addiction for sure. 
Oh, I just came back from a family vacation, so I feel you. I am mm-hmm. I am ripe with insult sandwich situations right now. Oh yeah. oh yeah. But I think we were on our weekly hots. As much as I'm loving this train of conversation. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm genuinely loving it. But I'm just like, let's let's re- redirect. Summer, hit us with your weekly hot. So as we talked about, I think last episode, I'm doing a mafia crime syndicate book. And my characters, I kind of, you know, have it plotted out some and have an idea of what spicy scenes are going to go where. But my characters are just, you know, keep adding them in earlier and surprising me. And I don't mind that. No one's going to complain about an early sex scene in a book. I really loved, I don't know if you've read Lords of Pain. No, not yet. I'm obsessed but I really loved how I like the first book it was super spicy but they didn't even have like p and v sex and it I like loved the tension that that built so I feel like that's kind of happening like they haven't had like sex sex yet but I'm excited <laughs> tension is good if it's done right it's good mm-hmm. absolutely knock on wood it's done right I was in Colorado all last week for a family wedding I have no exciting stories because no like I it was me and my good friend Kendall and we were the only single Pringles at this entire event you guys like literally we were on the top of a beautiful resort mountain it might have been raining the ceremony might have been outside we might have all been wearing ponchos but like still there was the chance right like someone should have been there who was not attached to someone else. No, absolutely not. There was no one single there except for us. So we were the two single Pringles on the dance floor dancing with each other. So I don't know, family vacation, wedding with no options. My my hottest thing this week was reading these creature cafes in an airport. I texted Summer and I was like, this is honestly indecent. Like I had to put my, my, like, my phone screen. On super like, dim super dim because I was like someone's gonna start reading this over my shoulder and I'm literally reading about like dragon shifters yeah like and like a girl like fucking the scales like I you can't read that and and, but then I'm also like I'm getting hot and bothered in an airport like I'm looking at myself he mounted his tail he she did I highlighted it Mm -hmm. yeah oh my gosh you guys yeah these books threw me for a loop let me tell you (laughs) I was unexpected for how hot they made me in such a public setting. That was me today in a air, like I was at the airport, I was like in the line for Starbucks and I'm reading and like the line is so close together. I'm reading my book. Mm -hmm. I wasn't like expecting a sex scene. He like fills her mouth up with whipped cream. And then he goes, can we talk like indecently on this like podcast? I don't know. It's like only indecent. Really only indecent. Just making sure. And so then, yeah, he filled her mouth up with like whipped cream and was like, you wish that was my cum, don't you? And I was like, (laughs) I am like, sir, highlight, dim the phone. I'm sure nobody saw me reading that, but it was, I love that. I love reading smut in public because nobody knows what you're reading. I saw a TikTok one time and it was this guy being like, these girls and whoever reads smut, they like, they really have it down. Like they figured out how to read porn in public. Like they really did. And I'm like, 
that's exactly what I was doing. There have been a few videos like that. And I relate to them the most where it's like, you're reading a sex scene and you're basically like stone cold, sober in the face. Like you're reading, you're like, okay. Mm-hmm, yes. mm-hmm. But then the, like a super cute moment happens, something adorable and you freak the fuck out. Like that's exactly, I think every smut reader, like we, like we love the sex scenes. That's why we, that's why some of us read these books, but those like cute moments, those like tension filled moments really are what take romance books in my opinion and like put it over the top you know like those moments that you can like also feel things besides sex and being horny in general when you placed your order at starbucks yeah did the barista like ask you if you wanted whip and you were like great question great question so i if i go to starbucks like i own a coffee shop so starbucks is always like my last resort for coffee I used to be a Starbucks addict, but now my go-to orders are usually just like cold brew or I get like a salted caramel cold brew foam thing. Those are the only two things I order. And unfortunately, you know, he didn't make any like suggestive comments to me, but that's okay. That's okay. That's a shame. I did, however, have a moment yesterday. I was going into a store and this guy was like holding the door for me. And like, it was like super awkward, like just like, the way we were like holding doors, like a super narrow passageway. Anyway, he like accidentally grazed the top of my like chest. And he was like immediately apologetic. But in my mind, I was like super cute, me cute in a romance (laughs) book. Immediately what I went to. I will never, I don't, I'm not gonna say never. If I do, I think I would love to write a book one day, but I have all these ideas for books in my head that I'm just like, that's a super cute, me cute. Like he just touches her boob accidentally. And he's like a really nice guy, but he does it accidentally. Yeah, that's what I thought about. (laughs) Did you guys see as, I don't know if there's a story or TikTok recently, but she was reading, I think, Does It Hurt? And by H.D. Carlton and her like Kindle fell and a guy was like standing right there and like picks it up and like reads it and sees what she had just highlighted. And it was like a super steamy scene. And he was like, oh, I didn't know they like made books like this. And she was like, mm-hmm. and they had like this whole interaction. And then he's like, what's the name of it? I feel like my girlfriend would love it. <laughs> I died. Did she tell him? I didn't see it, but I love her. I love Kim. Yeah, I think she's so funny. And so I don't know. You can just you can just tell she's very authentic with what she does. And I, I love that the most when it comes to like, especially content creators. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's a doll. We had her on for the, the like month where everybody was doing like putting proceeds towards rain. I think yeah. it was in February. We yeah. had her on for an episode about she was that. Fantastic organizing that like fantastic for it. It was great. Kelsey, did you have a weekly hot? Oh yeah, yours was the lockup. <laughs> Clearly very unmemorable. Thank you, Summer. She had a Creature Cafe was her. That oh, was yes, weekly yes. hot, which I will say is unlike my normal weekly hot, so that's fair. <laughs> Speaking of Creature Cafe. Do you own a coffee shop and then you're also starting this bookish coffee company? Yeah, so I do own a coffee shop in Chicago. It's called Elevate Coffee. If anyone's in Chicago, shoot me a DM. I'll give you a discount code or I'll meet you up. But it's in, it's in Boystown, which is our LGBTQA neighborhood. 
in Chicago. So if anyone's ever been to Chicago, like where Wrigley, like where Wrigley feel like where the Cubs play, it's in that general North side Chicago area. So we've had the cafe now going on four years in September. And I came up with this idea, like I would say, I think like in January or December, I think like before I found Creature Cafe, like I was like, I would love to do something like this, like a coffee line inspired by romance books, right? Because there's there's bookish shops for everything, candles, clothing. I'm like, I want to be the person that does coffee, right? Like that's my thing. So when Cleo Evans, when I discovered her books, I loved it that it was centered around a coffee shop. And I, she was talking about, you know, she was going to do this like box, a creature cafe box of sin, where it was like a comp, like a combination of all her books and stickers and artwork from every single novella and a sex toy, which was like a dragon sized dildo, which was yes. So fun. I'm, I'm so here for it. It was really Sorry. fun. My boyfriend was like, what is this? And he started smacking my face with, it. I was like, can you stop? Like be, be a little serious here. This is, you know, <laughs> I like, I slid into Cleo's DMS. And I think at this point, like, I don't think I was a part of her arc team yet, or maybe I just got onto her arc team. And I was like, Hey, I own a coffee shop. I have access to coffee. It would make sense to have coffee in your book box. She's like, yeah fuck yeah, let's do it. So, you know, I think this was like a first test run to see the reception and see like what people would think of it. And so far we're, I wouldn't like, we're in the beginning stages, but like, I, I, we're doing a lot of work behind the scenes. So I accident, I don't think I would accidentally announced it too soon. Maybe I did, but I just wanted to get people excited because I was just excited about it. So hopefully in November we could do something, but yeah, for the holidays. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's such a cute idea. And I love how your site is very like it's like one giant inside joke almost, but not a joke. But it has like like to enter your email address for updates. It's like you're tabbing it. And that was my boyfriend's idea, actually. So he is he's a he he went to school for architecture. So he does architecture, he does app development, he does website development. I'm going to do a shameless plug. And I told him, I'm like, if any author wants to ever have a nice website, I'm going to shoot them to my boyfriend because he does a great job. And we run the coffee shop together. So I just wanted a simple landing page because these boxes were going to be sent out by Cleo. She had like, literally, I asked my girlfriends in the part of the the book community, we call ourselves the smut squad. I asked them like, okay, these are the three business names I like. What do you guys think? majority of them decided on next chapter. I was like, awesome. We bought the URL for it. I was like, I just need a landing page. Like that's all I really need. And my boyfriend doesn't half-ass anything. So he's like, no, he's like, it should look like a chapter. Like show me your Kindle. Like what does a Kindle look like? So I like try to show him and everything. And he came up with that tabbing idea. And I was like, you're so cute for paying attention to details, but yeah. That's a 10 out of 10 situation. 10 out of 10. And we also did that. He created the, the landing page in when we were in Lake Como in Airbnb with no air conditioning. And he was doing it like at three o'clock in the morning while I read and he was just like doing it. And I just like gave him like suggestions. <laughs> yeah. That's 10 out of 10. It really is. Yeah. 
that's like one of those moments like you were just saying in a book when all of a sudden you can read the sex straight face but then a cute thing happens and we just yeah. all we just melted a little bit I know and my boyfriend's such a nerd like I love him but he's a, he's a dork like at the end of the day just a dork and so I I think I like those kind of as much as I love the crazy antiheroes and like the the villains and stories there's nothing better than like a sunshine cinnamon roll golden retriever type of mm-hmm. main character but that has like a dark and kinky side, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Got to keep it interesting. Got to keep it interesting. I love all that. Coffee and books like go hand in hand. So this right. is so relevant. But like, had you always wanted a little coffee shop? So a part of the Greek culture is coffee, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go to Greece, like there are cafes everywhere. And so... And coffee is like a social thing, right? Like, it's not like a quick, like grab it and go. Like you're going to sit down and you're going to drink the same cup of coffee for hours because it's a social thing. You're going to be talking to people. So I think I always thought like, I would love to own something, right? I wanted my own business. And I think my boyfriend was the same way. And we stumbled upon this coffee shop that was for sale in Chicago. And we were like, this location is perfect. Let's just do it fuck it. I mean, literally like no thought at all. And we just like went for it. So it's me, him and his sister. And so all three of us own it together. And we have an amazing, amazing staff. Like the reason why we're successful is because of them. I don't know if they're ever going to listen to this podcast, but shout out Daniel and Kaylee. They're like keeping it going. I love them, but yeah, very fortunate. So yeah, we just randomly thought about it and we just did it. And yeah, like you said, books and coffee naturally go together. So yeah. That's so badass. Just buying off a coffee shop on impulse. Love yeah, that. It's like it's chaotic, but yeah, thank you. <laughs> and succeeding with it too. Not just buying yeah. off of impulse. Knock and on wood. Knock on wood. <laughs> the Creature Cafe series that we all have sort of read bits and pieces. Um, yeah. You've read it all. I've just read the first book. But the thing that I was thinking of the whole time, and you just buying a coffee shop on Impulse reminds me of this, is that Bonkers Romance, I don't know if you guys listen to their podcast, or they're doing the peculiar, peculiar, peculiar taste box in Kickstarter with Katie Robert. But their whole thing is about like bonkers romance and like things that are just like wild. And the biggest thing that they like to like celebrate is the fact when authors just take big risks and are just like fearless and do something that is off like the typical beats of a romance book or the typical creatures (laughs) even (laughs) and like anatomical parts. And that was something I loved about the book. So I read the first one, Little Slice of Hell, which follows an incubus and human man. And the barista, like the the premise is that there's a barista at this coffee shop that is within the human world, but there's also monsters who frequent it. And she sets people, he sets people up with monsters and human pairings. Yeah, yeah. And it was just, you know, from the get-go, like, insta love like you're my mate if we do this like it's gonna be for eternity and then they were tying everybody up and using their tails and just like like yeah. 15 into the book and it's like bam 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 thank you ma'am so mm-hmm. so it's actually kind of funny because I think with novellas 
what people forget is that it's literally like to be counted as a novella, it has to be like under 150 pages. I could make that up, but it's like a short number of pages to make it count as a novella. So of course there's going to be instant love. Like I don't want to read a hundred pages just to get to like page 90 and they fuck. And then they realize that they love each other. No, like you have to have it out of the gate when it comes to novellas. Mm -hmm. And it's also a creature monster romance with deals with mates, like mates, it's instant attractions. It's your soulmate, you know, why waste time? Um, And so that's why I really gravitated towards also the artwork for this series is phenomenal. And, you know, I, that's what sold me first. I was like, what is happening? Why is this guy like choking him with, with his tail? And I was like, I'm down for this. And that's what I read. And I loved it, but it's also like wholesome. So like, that's (laughs) why I love monster. Like I love all romance, but monster romance. I think it's like interesting because it is, I think it is sexier. I think it is more risk-taking in terms of what they can do in terms of smut. You have like everything, like anatomical differences, size differences, like everything, right? And you have like tails and some people like to electrocute people. If they have like tentacles, it has everything. So, oh, and knots. That's a good good thing about romances. You have knots, which are great. So with all that being said though, at the core of it is love, right? Mm -hmm. And I think what Cleo does so well in the Creature Cafe series is at the end of the day, no matter who you are, even if you have like a bad representation of yourself, like you feel bad about yourself or you're down on yourself, you don't think you're worthy of love. I think monster romances show that there is somebody out there for you that will accept all of your flaws. So I don't want to get super philosophical because at the end of the day, these are smutty novellas, but I think, cause I, I know Cleo's writing, I got to know her. I know what she's trying to do, right? Like, it's just like, she wants to show that, you know, everybody deserves love and no matter who you are and your person is out there for you and you can find a community that you're safe in. And that's, that's the beautiful thing about Creature Cafe. Because as every couple gets paired up, they become a found family and help each other, which is beautiful. I did really love that part as well. That's my take. Yeah. That was a beautiful take. That was a beautiful summary of the whole series. Thank you. And I definitely noticed that because as we found out, I read book two and then I read book nine. (laughs) So really just had quite the jump there, but all the characters came back and I was like, I'm here for this. I'm here for this found family. It was really cute. Yeah. I'm sad that it's over, but you know, good things come to an end, but the next series is starting up soon, which will actually be based on Inferna, who is the daughter of the first couple from the first book. (gasps) Oh, they always said that she was going to be just like, oh, she's just like her dad. Like, so I think she's a succubus too. And her name is Inferna super hot I love it and like Inferna in Creature Cafe is like a toddler yes. or a kid and she's like super cute throughout the series like she mentioned a couple times so it's nice to see so yeah be aware this series does feature mpreg which is men that are pregnant but really it's like not a big deal it's it's cute <laughs> I have not read any mpreg before well the yeah I'm excited <laughs> there's a whole world of romance out there with everything but yeah the books that I mean like 
Alexander, you're going to know this more than summer. So like, I just happened to have picked like MMF books. Yeah. Just are they? And then I realized based off of me filling in the, the gaps, I also read like MMM, like, is it usually MM or is there MF as well? Or Creature Cafe or yeah, Creature Cafe. So in Creature Cafe, the second book is MMF. Yes. And there's, I think there's one book that is FFM. So I don't know, like, I don't know if your like listeners know this, but like the way that the letters are in order shows you who has a relationship together, basically. So in an MMF, that basically means that the M's are touching and they're sword crossing, right? <laughs> so, and then FFM, the female is going to be with both the female and the male. And then if it's an MFM, the men don't cross swords, but they both have fun with the female, which to me, MFM is fine, but kind of boring. Yeah, I want the MMF personally. I mean, like you're like doing it, you're locking eyes, just kiss already. Yeah, <laughs> you have the tension there. Let's the let's tension, the tension. Exactly. I mean, come on. But yeah, <laughs> I don't think I've read an MFM. Honestly, I, I think I choose not to. I don't know. Yeah. The dynamic is just like funner, I think. But yeah, no, that's a, another good thing about Cleo is that she has every dynamic. So she even has, she has MM a couple of times. She has FF. The last one in the series is MMF. So yeah, everyone gets loved. Everyone is loved and appreciated in this. That's been, yeah, that's been something that some of me and my friends in like a, you know, book group chat have been talking about is how there can be some people who just, you know, say the quiet part out loud and are like, oh, I would like this so much better if it was MFM or like in reverse harem, they'll ask like, oh, does it have MM in it? Cause like, I don't want that. And like, or like, I don't get when people, when, when I see comments like that, I'm just like rolling my eyes. I'm just like, oh my God, you didn't even think, you didn't even think to like, before you posted it, like fucking idiots. Listen, everybody, I'll read an MFM, but usually if they feel very love triangle-y to me, Mm. And so that, and I hate love triangles. I hate love triangles. So that's why I think I avoid them, honestly. Not that they're not hot or sexy. I just don't like love triangles. And they typically end up being a love triangle first and then everybody's happy. Get out of here. I don't, I don't buy it. <laughs> no, that's true. And then when they're in the, like, I've read a couple of MFMs and like the F is like, she's like, I can tell that they like each other. Like, why aren't they? And it's just like, that's wait you read that in mfm mfm yeah that's just queer baiting at that point but and then they like but they didn't get together or like not and then i'm like what why did we have to go down this route why did you go down that route for what reason for like to get people to be like ooh, like it's stupid i think the scandal exactly the scandal then do it like i mean it's fine i mean here's the best thing i can think of the devil's night series and I love date. Did you guys read it? No. Okay. Long story it's, short. It's so it's about long. Like, like, I know. It's so long. Four guys, they terrorize their town. Shit. Ha- I don't know. But like two of the guys are very close and they're like best friends, Damon and Will. And it was kind of alluded to that they were very close, right? Like super, super close. Like probably out of the four, they were the, the most tightest. And then- 
I guess I didn't pick up it in anything, but like at the beginning of Damon's book or Will's book, I forgot which one it was. They had like a moment. They were like making out. They were like, they were, you know, fooling around. And I was like, what? Like, it just caught me off guard. But then they didn't end up together. They ended up in like other relationships. I got, I'm like, that would have been so much better if Damon and Will had an MMF, but that's just my opinion. Speaking of our opinions, mm-hmm. what were the hottest things out of the books that we read? What was like the hottest creature thing? I mean, like, okay, Alexander, you read the whole thing. So maybe we'll start with Summer. Like Summer, yeah, go ahead, Summer. Book, what was the hottest thing that you experienced in the creature world? I think my favorite part was in the beginning when they, after their date at the coffee shop, they go for a walk to the park and he, the, the succubus, Dante, is it, is succubus female and incubus is male? I can never. Oh yeah. I think you're probably right. Yeah. Is Either it, way, he uses well, his tail. Yeah. <laughs> he uses his tail to like sort of while they're staying on the bench like in public people are walking by like giving them weird stares and they like don't care and he uses his tail to first like jack him off but then he fucks him with the tail while jacking him off and is like you're gonna come in your pants and then I'll take you home and bathe you and then fuck you again and then when they get home he's like they start like fooling around again and Peter the human is like wait like you said you were gonna like bathe me and then fuck me again he's like I did but I didn't say when I was gonna do those things <laughs> oh was... that like that's book one that's like out of yeah. the gate like I think 20 <laughs> <laughs> percent that's good yeah what about you um, okay okay so for sip of sin which is two dragon shifters and a female there was a scene when they're all at one of the dragon shifters houses that basically they all decide to get together for the weekend. This seems to be a theme where they're like, we're going to get together for the weekend and see if this really like settles. Like if this is really what it's going to be, at least that happened in both the books that I read. So they get together for the weekend and it's like one of the dragons is fucking the other dragon because they've shifted at this point into their dragon form because when they shift out of, or when they try to shift into their human form, it's like very uncomfortable so the female, she's like, I think her name is Kat. Kat is like, no, just like be dragons. Like I'm attracted to you as a dragon. Like just be 10 feet tall and have a huge wingspan. Like I'll fuck you. Yep. I don't care. Yep. So they're fucking each other and she's getting turned on and they've already made her come like four times with their forked tongues and hitting all sorts of places that no human man could ever touch. So she is just like almost in heat, honestly, like it is just ravenous. So they're fucking, and then the domineering, I think it's Dracon. I think it's Dracon. 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 Yeah. Dracon is like, you're going to fuck yourself with my tail. So then she gets on his tail, and his tail not only vibrates, but also turns hot and cold. Yeah. So she's on one spike, like <laughs> one spike is up her. And then the second spike is in her back door. And then like a third spike is like stimulating her clit. And she is like, this is the sex toy from heaven. Like this is where I'm at. So she is just loving life. And I can't blame her because holy shit, that sounds amazing. Like I've never wanted to fuck a dragon's tail before, but like that dragon tail, that sounds great. So that little sip of sin, that scene is probably one of my favorites. So 
I'll choose something else. I, there's just so many good ones, but I think in, in the 10th one, I think basically like, it's a little bit of a spoiler, not really, but basically the, the barista and Lucy, who's his ex-mate have decided to reconcile and like they're basically, he has to bite him to secure their like mating bond, right? So they're doing it and they start fooling around and then their other mate, Trixie, she wakes up and she's like, she's like, I love to wake up to you guys fucking or something along those lines. And then she jumps on the barista and they're fucking. And then I think Lucy is going to bite Trixie to make their mate bond accurate. But also in that same book, so the barista has a shadow that separates from him and does its own thing. He can control the shadow. So basically him and Trixie are in bed and Lucy wants to join them. But the barista is punishing Lucy and basically has his shadow fuck him and spank him and basically make him bleed like because he's like a sub and the barista is a dom. And it's so fucking hot. And like Trixie's like getting so hot and worked up and bothered by this. And basically the whole moment is amazing. I loved it. I'm so excited to read that. It's it's a good one. And the other one that I really love that I think a lot of people just like don't talk about a lot is Little Lick of Lust, which I'm looking at my phone right now. It's book three. And that is a MF, but she is very dominating and she loves to peg him. So, and he's an artist. And I think there was like one moment that he's like creating art and she like drips wax all over him. And they're like fucking in the, on the painting and on the art and she, pe- oh, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. That sounds amazing. You honestly can't go wrong with either one. Just I, fearless, fearless writing. Absolutely fearless. Like the ninth book is mm. Lucifer's son. Okay. So yeah. we have Gabriel. whose dick literally comes out of a pocket with teeth on it yeah it's a cock pocket it's a cock pocket that's what they call it yeah (laughs) (laughs) look at some you guys can't see summer's face but she is in she's in shock yeah because she didn't read about the cock pocket yeah no i'm also picturing like (laughs) wait let me see if i can find some artwork yeah, I'm picturing like a tray of like hot pockets, but then one of them just like opens up with teeth. I think I had message. I I think I messaged Cleo and I was like, cock pockets, like hot pockets, and she's like, oh yeah. I was like, oh shit, that's great. <laughs> and then I think it was Gabriel, right? Like he couldn't touch humans. Yeah, he couldn't because they will die. But Seth was cursed and he can't die but he's still a human and so they they can touch they can bang great time for everybody involved really was yeah with the cock pocket (laughs) i just can't get over it it was just and like to have teeth like it shook me it really shook me too and i like i I think i forgot which one it was they all have like some kind of knots in that like they all have knots or whatever i think it was in the, in the 10th book too, Lucy has a knot and I think he knotted Trixie, I believe. Ooh. I don't know. I fucking love it. I love knotting. <laughs> yeah. It was like the knotting, the heats, you're like the, like the mating frenzy that they get into. Yeah. There was a lot of breeding kinks that I also so, noticed. Okay. Well. So breeding kink is, I have a lot of favorite kinks in books, but 
I would say breeding is absolutely top, top for me. Breeding, primal, Dubcon, I do love. Primal, I love. I love them all. So they're really good. But Leo does a great job with breeding king. There was like so many things from like, I fell in love with, oh, the name just escaped me. Summer, like Lola and the Millionaires. What, what are those? Omegas? Omegaverse. Omegaverse. Okay. So I fell in love with like features of the Omegaverse. And then to have Mm -hmm. those pop up in Creature Cafes, I was like, I am here for it. Give me more. I want more nests. I want more knots. I want more. I want it all. They did have a nest in book nine. They did. I love them. I don't read a lot of Omegaverse. I don't know. I like it. It's really good. Like it has all the elements that I would love in it. But I think sometimes in some of the Omegaverse that I read, like not all of them are like into it together. I'm just like, I just want everybody to fucking bang. You know, like why doesn't that guy just want to bang everybody? I don't care that he's an alpha and just wants to fuck the Omega. Like fuck everybody. I think one of the reasons why I maybe didn't like super take off with the Omegaverse, especially like baby in the night howlers because as I think you, you had just mentioned like dub con you love and I eat that shit up and in the omega verse especially if it's like the sweet verse they are just like so in love and like just want to cuddle and fuck and have like little sweet moments can we add a little bit like you're not sure if you want to know those <laughs> <laughs> I just got a like Snapchat video from a friend today who's reading Baby in the Night Hallers after listening to our podcast. And she's like, I love it. But she's like, but she was also like, it's just, it's all it is is smut. And I'm like, Baby in the Night Hallers, 100%. It's just, it's almost like a novella in terms of it's is that, is that that's a problem for some people? No, it wasn't a problem. She was just, okay. we also read a lot of like sci-fi with a hint of romance in it. Or like fantasy. So it's just not her normal read, but she was here for it. She's like, don't get me wrong. I'm here for it. And I'm like, I know you are. That's (laughs) what I was speaking to the Snapchat as if we were video chatting. But I think it's just something to consider as well. A lot with like the Omega versus is it's a lot of smut and not a lot of plot and not everyone is as on board with that. You gotta be in the mood for that. You know, you do. You really do. I liked it though because it was like a novella it like had the speed of a novella I know a couple girls in the smut squad have read it so I I know I have to I don't know I'm in like a I'm in a very weird era right now where I'm reading monster romance and I'm reading small town romance about cowboys so I don't I don't know what I'm doing with my life but that's currently what I'm in but whenever I get back into my omegaverse era I'm sure I'll, I'll start up with that again I mean, Alexander, if you have any cowboy romances that you want to throw my way. I don't have that many, but you should check out Logan Chisholm. I'm probably butchering her last name, but Logan has a shit ton. She's like the queen of small town romance. Okay. I am so here for it as I live in a small town. I would love to catch myself a cowboy one day. I think her (laughs) bookstagram is LCS bookstagram. She's a cowgirl herself, so she knows cowboy romances. She is. She's like used to ride horses. You guys had to, if you had to make your current partner into a monster, creature, alien. Yeah. Who would it be? Fantastic question. Or or like what 
type like yeah. it's still them it's still that creature for sure. or I, that I personally you think like it's still them it's just like they just take on different shape you mean yeah mm, okay dragon I know I said yes. a lot but yeah yes. I want that vibrating tail I do too I and like also the possessiveness they had a nest as well and just like the balance that they had between the human world and the dragon world was beautiful and then also like take me for a flight like I would love to go on a flight you guys read zodiac academy no okay that's fine it's not everybody's cup of tea but there is a dragon shifter in it and he like takes her like it's like it's not cool to jump on a dragon's back to ride them but he lets his mate do that which is really sweet and uh, they recharge their power by like sleeping on a bed of gold so I wouldn't mind if my boyfriend also slept on a bed of gold and rubies but yeah I think that's kind of hot to be honest with you but that's what I would choose a dragon if not a dragon a minotaur I'm a Sagittarius so I think that because like that's a half human half horse so I think a minotaur tracks for me but yeah (laughs) I kind of liked the magic of a dragon though like we didn't we didn't talk about it but they like basically cast a spell over cat and book two so that way Mm -hmm. they could take her cock or sorry that way she could take their cocks like it was just because think about it like not only are they dragons with a dragon cock but even like as humans they were just like very well endowed I think what a like what a problem to have (laughs) what a problem I think the quote was their dick is the size of my leg like that's what the quote was like it's literally the size of my leg a tree trunk yeah basically this I love the size of her leg and I'm like the size of my leg let me just put that up in me like mm, cast a spell on me first please like every time they always mention like it's not gonna fit oh my god it's the size of my forearm or yeah. I don't know, like an Arizona jumbo iced tea can, yeah. thick boy. It just cracks me up. Cause I'm like, biologically, our uteruses are only like four inches. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love That's why I love monster romance. It's just like fucking outrageous, wild, like whatever you want. You know what I mean? I, the last monster romance that I read, they literally like came all over her. Summer, you yeah. don't remember the book before I do, but they came all over her and then their come had like the property to like have her vagina just like expand in order to like take their cock. And I'm like, I'm here for that magic. Like that there was, was a- one by uh, captured by the monsters, I think, or monsters within by RL Calder. And she could not live in their world. Like their food was poisonous to her. The only thing that she needed for sustenance was their cum. And their plum was flavor like cinnamon chocolate. Like, damn. Can you imagine, babe? I'm hungry. Like, can we just, can we get, I want some cinnamon today. Yeah. Cinnamon. Feeling cinnamony. Yeah. Kelsey, I think well, honestly, one- I would fucking die. Like, that, that's my only source. Like, I have a small mouth. I feel like my job would be like hurting every day to get replenished that way. Oh, Kelsey, I think you read Orkward Encounters. Yes, I did. Thank you. But this also reminds me of, I was listening to a podcast, I don't know which one it was, but they're talking about, I'm pretty sure it was Finley Fens, 
orchid books mm -hmm. and they have a similar thing where like she will physically cannot take their her, the like orc dick unless she drinks their cum and then once she's pregnant like the orc baby will like basically kill her from the inside out unless she constantly <laughs> drinks their cum okay just... i have not read finley's orc books yet and i feel like i'm missing out on a lot I haven't read them, but I do follow like a lot of different spicy artists who do a lot of work for her. Ooh. And they're all like very hot, especially if you like like size difference, sort of like still humanoid. Yeah. Damn. Send me a few of those artwork. Like I want to see. Like artwork really, if I could tell something to all authors of any romance genre if it's like small town romance or even like a mafia romance like artwork will honestly sell it so much because people love to see that visual representation of what you're talking about mm -hmm. huge game changer so a part of what I want to do with the coffee line is I want to do artwork because ideally you guys hear it first ideally it would be like a friends to lovers blend, enemies to lovers blend, like whatever, right? Like the, the tropes, for example. And I want to do artwork for them, but I want to find a great artist that like really captures like what I vision for it. Like, and I want to see like, is it going to be easy to do for a coffee label? I don't know how it's going to translate to a coffee label. So like, mm -hmm. it's like those little, it's like, it's like basically like R and D right now. Like we have to like commission a couple pieces, get them printed out, put them on the bag, does it look you know what I mean mm -hmm. otherwise it's going to be like a super classic clean coffee bag but I would love love to do some artwork on it but I, think that'd be a, I just have to see how it looks yeah that'd be a really good selling point if the artwork did end up looking good on the bag oh my god if it if it was also like printed out well and like it just did like I would love it I would absolutely love it yeah I don't even, I don't drink coffee, but I'd be here for it. Like I'd buy we myself a bag we might just, just to like put it yeah. up on the shelf, you know? And like, that's, that's ideally what like what, what I would love. Like even if people like don't drink coffee, like you have it, like there's people that buy candles and don't burn the candles. They just want the candle that says Akatar. You know what I mean? Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm like slightly addicted to not safe for work art so I follow like a really? bunch of artists on Patreon I'll send them to you because they all have sort of different styles did you do you follow what's her name I think it's I think it's a I think it's a her I'm not too sure I think it is Han Corinne yes you follow I her do. on Patreon yep best decision I made it was because I saw TikTok I love Akatar. like I I've never read Crescent City I did not finish Throne of Glass but I did I did oh. love her so much. And she just like posted something on her like TikTok. She's like, you know, not safe for work is on my Patreon. It was like Cassie and Azriel and Nesta. Oh. I was like, no. take my money. Take my money now. Because... Like I'm looking right now currently oh. at a work that she did with Rowan, Aylin, Vera, and Reese. She's doing one with Manon and Alid, I think. I'm um, so here for this. It's great. They all look so, she's so good at it. And she makes her like female characters like curvy and they look like, they look like women. And I they love look it. Like humans. They look like humans. Yeah. I, oh my gosh. I'm reading Crescent City right now. 
I just finished that guitar. Summer never read I it. I have to read I have to read Crescent City. You really do. You really, but like, just like PSA, pay attention in the first like 15% in terms of names. CC1? Yes. So here's what the asshole thing I did. I was like scrolling through Instagram and somebody's like, do not, it's like, it was artwork. And they're like, do not scroll past this. It is Crescent City 2 major fucking spoilers. Do not under any circumstances, swipe right. I swiped right. Like, don't tell me. Yeah. So I swiped right. And sure enough, major Crescent City 2 end of the book spoilers. If you know what I'm talking about. Did you read it yet? So I'm still in book one. Okay. I'm still in book I'm one. Tell you, I'm not going to tell you. No spoilers for me, please. It's huge. It's a huge, huge spoiler. I'm and I was so like, many spoilers right now. I was like, I, I saw it. And then I downloaded the book just to read the last chapter. Mind you, never read Crescent City. <laughs> never, never read anything else. I was even more confused. And I was like, shit. I think I actually had to go finish th- Throne of Glass, honestly. Because I think it all ties back. Because like with Nesta and like the trove that she, like the things that she had, like the mask yeah. and stuff. Like I know there's like stuff. So I don't want to spoil anything, but I think there's a connection with all the series at this point, I think they're related beyond the series. Honestly, people have mm-hmm. mentioned that. I think there was one that I saw that like Rowan, Rowan and Tamlin could be related. What? Have you finished Throne of Glass? No, I have not. So I guess like Ronan, Rowan changes into an animal. And then when he okay. changes into an animal, he flashes like the, a, a bright light flashes. Okay. I guess when Tamlin changes into an animal of bright light flashes, I don't know people, there are some like, honestly, FBI investigators on TikTok about it. And they're so good. Sorry. We're totally off topic right now. I just, that was a great tangent. I'm super into that because Summer and I have yet to be able to discuss it because she hasn't read it and I don't know, which is fine. It's you have to be in the mindset. Like that's why I just never finished Throne of Glass. Like to be in fantasy, especially Throne of Glass is not, there's no smut in it. There's like, it's just fade to black. Like I can't, you know what I mean? You do have to be in the right mindset. I fully, even while I'm reading Crescent City right now, it's like I'm reading Crescent City and then I'm also reading something else at the same time. Not only because I don't like reading Crescent City before bed because it just, it's gonna- infuse my dreams with something I don't want so besides that it's like I just need I need that smut you know yeah, you agreed. just the balance of it if you need good smut recommendations my favorite other novellas Jessica okay Jessica okay, so now- and Alexa Riley and Cleo Evans for really great novellas okay and Ka- and Cassie Mink I forgot to mention that Cassie Mink that's good you know what's funny about all the like Akatar fandom and stuff is that I'd say like a few of the a few of like the biggest Patreon accounts that I follow pretty much exclusively do like Akatar Throne of Glass uh, Touch of Darkness like all these books that I actually haven't read but I know what all the characters look like now and like yeah all the different like various foursomes that are like cross fandoms <laughs> so I'm like yeah, I feel like I don't I think fan art works really well for fantasy but I do think that there's like a lot of potential if they branch out I think 
because I get the like fictional foursomes, I don't need to suffer through 600 pages for a fade to black scene. You know, I'll just like skip to the good part. (laughs) I think that's also why they do a lot of fan art because they are so minimal in spice. Mm -hmm. Except Akasev. Akasev had solid fucking spice in it. But I think that's why they do a lot of fan art because of that. Because they're just like, we need more, we need more sex. But yeah. (laughs) We all wanted the sex. I mean, that's why Nesta's book came out. And there it was. That's, I mean, Nesta, I, if there's everybody always asks like who, which main characters, like, do you see yourself with? And I have a couple, but Nesta is a hundred percent up there. It a hundred percent older sister loves to read smut kind of angry at the world. You know what I mean? Like that kind of angry, very angry, very, very angry. angry. Her mate is a himbo, like a hundred, like that's, that's me. I am Nesta. And I love her <laughs> and she has a breeding kink. So. Yeah. You know what I've found to be one of my like very random reading pet peeves that this just reminded me of is when smutty books or like romance books mention like smutty books or romance books. Okay, so I like that. To me, it feels like if the office was referencing the office. I I get that. Like I think it has to be done super well. Honestly, I don't mind it. I kind of think it's like an inside joke between the author and the reader. That's how I view it. But yeah, I think my pet peeve when it comes to romance, I don't know if it's like anything could be a pet peeve, honestly. But for me, it's like, just like the miscommunication trope. I I would avoid that at all costs. Like I really fucking hate that. It's like the worst. And then another pet peeve, especially when it comes to like friends to lovers, it's more so of like, oh, I didn't realize you were like my, I was in love with you until you like got prettier. Like, I hate that. <gasps> That's my biggest pet peeve. I yeah. feel like we need to be over the nineties high school romance trope uh, of- I, I don't think I glasses. high school romances. I don't know how people still read high school romances. I am 34 years old, which I think is shocking for a lot of people to know, but I am 34. I went to college, I went to high school in the early 2000s, like peak 2000s. You know what I mean? Like this is a quintessential 2000s and I just don't want to relive that. Also, because I did live it, it's usually not accurate. You know what I mean? It's not, Uh, but then, but all the movies, you know, think about all of our life. All the movies when I was younger are fantastic and they're classics, right? But like that's, but we were also in high school when those came out, but like, I don't know. To me, like high school has to be realistic. That's why like with some of them, I'm just like, there's no way that you're going to have a fucking party, spend a hundred thousand dollars and your parents, and the cops are not going to get called. Also Netflix all of a sudden has all these high school, whatever, like sometimes I'll put them on when I want to sleep and it's like a high school movie and they're all having these crazy parties with all this alcohol. And I'm like, absolutely not. And listen, like, I know like people are like, can be, were sexually active from a very young age, like depend, like whoever you are. And I know that, but like some of the stuff that happens in stories, I'm like, you're, you're an adult writing a high school romance and you're having them also speak like an adult, think like an adult, communicate like an adult. And that's not how you were when you were 17. No, let me tell you as a high school teacher. Absolutely yeah. not. And I think that's also what pisses right. me off about these movies so much is because I'm a high school teacher, I know what it's like to be a high schooler. 
because I deal with them all day. And yeah. I'm like, no, this isn't it. It's just like, it's not real. I'm like, I get it. Like you have to expand your mem, like your mind and like accept some fantasies, like drag, like dragon tail writing. But yeah. at the same time, like some of those things, like I just can't get over. Like I just cannot get over these It's almost things. like too real. Or it's, it's like- It's almost too real to the point where it's like, this is not real. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it will, it's not trying to be fantasy. It's trying to be like a real life contemporary. So then when it's, when it's trying to be like, yeah, authentic and it's off, it like. Agreed. Um, it reminds me of, have you read Shame by Fiona Cole? No. So I did a buddy read a few weekends ago and pretty much everyone else liked it or loved it. I rage read that. I've never rage read a book. Usually I can't read a book. Like if I'm not liking a book, I, I can't even force myself to read it. But it was, it kind of has all these time jumps, but it starts in high school and a big portion of it is in high school. And the whole premise is that these two friends, high school friends realize that one of them has these like dom tendencies and one of them has a sub tendency and they'd like discover this and start, you know, acting out all these different scenes together and the main conflict is about shame about their like desires Mm -hmm. but it goes on for like 10 fucking years and she's like how if somebody sees like bruises on my wrists like what are they gonna think like the shame and I'm like you're a high schooler like watching porn and then communicating with a partner to like act out the scene safely and like all of the communication that involves but you can't tell them to not leave visible bruises. Yeah, that's my mm. your rage. Your your rage. (laughs) You also hate high school romances, Summer. Like you, you don't read them. They're not my go-to. There's a lot of books and tropes that I thought I wouldn't like. And then when I read it, I end up loving them. So I'm sure there's a high school romance out there that will sway me. Alexandra, where can everybody find you? Sign up for their coffee updates, all of that good stuff. Yeah. So I am Literary Alexandra on TikTok and Instagram. And then the coffee is called Next Chapter Coffee, also on Instagram. And you can go to nextchaptercoffee.com to sign up for any updates. I think we're going to be starting rolling out the updates and like the coffee line, hopefully before the holiday season. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This was a ton of fun. And yeah, this is great. Thank you so much for having me. This is a lot oh. of fun. So again, thank you so much for joining us. And we'll see everybody on the next episode. Toodles. Bye. Bye.